without people understanding what revival is and the keys, I believe, to revival. Well, I don't think we're going to get one. I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, family. Thank you for tuning in to this extremely special episode of Live Your Best Life with, of course, Mila's Right. And my dear friend joining me for today's conversation, you are going to be so inspired, so encouraged as you listen in on our conversation today. He's a dear, dear friend. He is one of the most faithful men of God that I have the privilege of calling a friend. He is a revival historian. He's also an author and a documentary filmmaker. And his latest book, which you're going to hear about, is just powerful. It contains so much of a record of how powerfully Holy Spirit has moved over the last several centuries. You are going to be so encouraged today as you listen to the conversation with me with the one and only Michael Marcel. Michael, welcome. (laughs) Michael, I, I want to dive in and talk about your book, Hidden Revivals, and their secrets. I mean, honestly, you know, I've told you, I just couldn't put it down. And it it was just wrecking me, like the testimonies that you've been able to record in there of how people's lives were transformed and society was changed and history was made in these profound moves of the spirit, many of which have, have gone, they've got lost in time. But because of all of the research you've done, you've been able to gather facts together for us and compile them in this book. And it's just amazing. I mean, I sat there crying, like crying and reading these testimonies going, I want that. I want that. But anyway, 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 let's start at the beginning. Question one, which I don't know the answer to, why did you write the book now? Well, if I'm honest, it's because I did not want to write another book, but um, I had a prophet in the back of my car, and uh, that person said, Michael, you've got to write a book about the revivals you've been filming. And mm. I said, oh dear, I said, is that my friend speaking? She said, no, that's the prophet speaking. So, <laughs> so you said, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. <laughs> it was Cindy Jacobs. Um, oh, was it? Okay. Very Cindy. reliable. <laughs> So that that's why I did it, um, but also because, the, as you said, you know, the state of our nation and the world is is so dreadful that the yeah. only answer is an awakening, a revival, and without people understanding what revival is and the keys, I believe, to revival. Well, I don't think we're going to get one. Yeah. Okay. There's one. I mean, there are many examples that you record in your book, but there was one that just just moved me so powerfully. And it was the revival that began the Wesleyan revival, that move of the spirit that lasted for over 20 years, recorded in John Wesley's journals, um, that began in Otley, was it, in Yorkshire? Oh, my gosh, was it? Um, just a slight adjustment there. The... the um... 
the the Great Awakening started in this country about 1735. Um, it started a few years earlier in America, but um, this then the sort of revival was through the 30s and on and off through the 40s, and then it slackened a bit, and then you had the Otley revival that began in 1758. Okay, okay. So just I want you to talk to us about what happened. But before you go there, Michael, I just want to give you guys a taster of what I'm talking about here. So this is this was why I was blubbing and <laughs> sitting with the Lord going, I want that. <laughs> Michael's book was wrecking me. So just listen to this. This is one of the actual testimonies that Michael, through his research, has been able to find recorded in John Wesley's actual journal. So this is a testimony from August 23rd, 1744, and it's a dear, precious lady. And this was a mark of how Holy Spirit moved through this, this revival. So she says, I was sitting alone about eight in the morning when the power of God came upon me so that I shook all over like a leaf. Then a voice said to me, this day has salvation come to your house. At that instant, at that instant, get this now, same Holy Spirit, same same love for all of us, same Holy Spirit, right, is, is enfolding us and filling us all right now. So this day, salvation has come to thy house, is what she heard the Lord saying to her. At that instant, I felt an entire change. I was full of love and full of God. I had the witness in myself that he had made an end of sin and taken my whole heart forever. Now get this. And from that moment, I have never lost the witness nor felt anything in my heart but pure love. I mean, that, I just sat there stunned, Michael. So, yes. So the, the, for me, it's the Otley revival. <laughs> Gosh, Talk to us about what you discovered through your research, Michael, about this, because it changed countless numbers of lives, didn't it, over, like I said, over at least two decades? Yeah. The, the, the extraordinary thing about this um, revival is that it's so unknown, and that's why mm. one of the reasons I called the book uh, Hidden Revivals, because somehow the enemy has hidden this, and, and when I mention it to people, nobody's heard about it. Yeah, I never had. I only found it because I was in a library looking through some things, some Methodist journals, and I came across the article, which I I wrote, um, I, I copied it really into the book. Um, and th this is the case with many revivals that we've had in the, in this country, that, that there's so many are hidden. But the, the Otley revival, Wesley said, was the widest and deepest revival of his career and yeah we wow. don't know about it <laughs> wow wow um, wow and he saw so many moves of god wow yeah and it's in his journal so you know it's there for people to read about but mm. i guess people passed over it and so i saw this as, as such a key he was the man who started to speak about holiness in this country he I don't know of anybody else in the 1700 years since Christ who had actually come to the conclusion that we can receive holiness in that way. He always said, um, 
you know, without holiness, no one can see the Lord. And this is what drove him for a long time to, to seek what actually came about uh, in Otley. But he'd yeah. had 20 years before that when he'd sort of, as you just described, interviewed uh, people that had experienced it. But he he believed that the that there was a wider um, outpouring that that was possible, and yeah. uh, there was it, and he was just thrilled to bits. I mean, to me, it's just so it's so compelling. It's the evidence of the power of Holy Spirit, and it's the for me. I sat there reading, reading it, and reading your book, and like I said, that hunger that passion rising inside of me and the hunger f- to experience and for all of us to experience today what they experienced back in Otley and at that time. And I sort of, I was sitting with Jesus saying, okay, so they, they, they are testifying to the experience of the full power of the gospel and new creation life becoming their entire experience. They went from one way of life, one nature, struggling with inherited sin, to complete sanctification slash holiness. A new new nature, divine partakers of the divine nature experiencing nothing but that. And it's not just one testimony. I mean, I read that beautiful lady's testimony, but there are many, many, many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, aren't there? And it remained. So for me, I was sort of sitting with the Lord going, okay, that's a precedent for all of us. Surely that's, I mean, this is my opinion, but surely that must have been the power of what they experienced the new birth to be in the early church. They were so ecstatic and so on fire. So for me, this is, so I've been mining the scriptures. I've been looking at like Romans 6 and Colossians 1 and looking and going, oh my gosh, it's the pure power. Why not now? We, like you said at the beginning, Michael, we desperately need this. the The world is in so much pain, and is crying out to see the manifestation of the glory of God revealed through His sons and daughters, right in the new creation experience. So, yeah, just it's, I mean, that to me was is a precious gift that you've put in there for us for the body of Christ, Michael, because the evidence is right in front of you. It's like there's the gospel. There's the experience when Holy Spirit moves. That's it. So talk. So talk to us a little bit more. Um, do you also do you refer to this also as the baptism of the Holy Spirit in terms of the baptism of fire? Oh, uh, that well, this it. I, I was research, I've researched for twenty five years now, and and over time, I started to to see in history uh, examples of of uh, pastors having an uh, an encounter with god and changing completely and so becoming uh, from an ordinary pastor to a revivalist and mm-hmm. and bringing in many many people to the lord and i was i just was questioning what is this what is this mm-hmm. and i i figured out that it was a baptism of fire now one problem is that over history terminologies change a lot so when mm-hmm. people Describe things. You're not entirely sure on what they're saying, but I mm. do believe that um, that that was the baptism of fire. That you know, in Luke three sixteen, one will come after me, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And yeah. somehow, the and fire bit seems to have been separated um, over the years. And Wesley brought it back, and sadly, it then went again. Um, 
it, it's extraordinary how truths like this can go in a matter of a few years. And uh, uh, it came, it, it sort of came and went in this country, but we haven't heard about this for, well, the, for a hundred years anyway. The last real thing about it was William Boardman in the 1880s. Um, when they were experiencing this, they were they were experiencing what they would call the baptism of fire and this complete change of nature. Yes, William Boardman wrote a, a, an amazing book uh, called The Higher Christian Life. Um, he was an American revivalist, and he came and lived in England, uh, 1876. And um, he brought the book with him, and he introduced uh, again holiness, uh, sanctification into uh, the UK, uh, and in. He also brought the first sign of healing as well, but that's another thing. Did he? Oh, my God. I get so excited talking to you, Michael. Excuse me for interrupting you. <laughs> I get really excited. When I go on too long. <laughs> no, it's wonderful because you are, a, you are a mine of knowledge because you have diligently researched to collect the testimonies and to, you know, in a very responsible way for so long, you know, you're so, so knowledgeable about revival history. It's just amazing. It's amazing. I mean, I, it, as well, when, when I was reading through your book, uh, reading John Wesley's extracts, journal extracts, I was very moved by the fact that he wasn't putting holiness onto people as an expectation, i.e. causing people to feel like they have to strive to attain it. But he was encouraging people to recognize the reality of the work of Holy Spirit and then very plainly saying things, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but saying things like, it, it's a prerequisite. It's essential for revival. If there is the is there if if the Holy Spirit moves this way and sanctification sanctification is experienced, then there is revival. But then people cool down quite quickly if they if if they're not experiencing sanctification. And I was I was really struck by that because he was very much after the supernatural experience of Holy Spirit, wasn't he? For everybody, his bar was high, <laughs> and many. Of the people, I also got this uh, booklet called uh, "Baptism of Fire" that's on my website. Uh, that's free. And oh, really? How do people get that? Is that uh, ukwells.org? Okay, ukwells.org. Okay, go there, guys, if you want it. Freebie, very powerful. Will ruin your life in a good way. <laughs> and you can hear my dulcet tones. Uh, in a- <laughs> um, but. Uh, the, the the there are many more testimonies in there and for instance william bramwell who was a great um, revivalist in the early 19th century he thought he could get it by works and then it was only when he realized he he um, you got it by faith uh, that mm-hmm. he received it the same with william boardman uh, who i mentioned earlier um, many of them thought that uh, you get it by works um, but it's uh, it, it's done by faith and it's, it, I, I, as you said, it is so important for revival. And and part, of, well, a lot of my studying was to try and find out why haven't we in England had a revival for a hundred and three years now? And so why uh, why do you think we haven't? Well, I started saying this when we were about eighty five years, and it's now a hundred and three. Oh God, we're uh, due. <laughs> it's about to happen. About time, God. Yeah, yeah. And, um, sanctification by faith, entire sanctification by faith. Come on, 
And this was one of the reasons, as Wesley said, in his experience, unless if you didn't have this uh, sanctification, um, you had less power and the Lord used you uh, less powerfully. And uh, many of the people that 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 received it went on to become revivalists and bring revival. The Welsh revival of 1905-45, most of, well, all the leaders of that revival that I have found received the baptism of fire, uh, either just before the revival or a couple of years before the revival. Um, uh, Duncan Campbell, um, who was uh, the, the person who was... Uh, very important in the Hebrides revival of in Scotland um, of uh, 1949. He said he, he had this uh, baptism of fire. Um, and so I, I realized that it is key um, yeah. for revival. And one of the reasons why we haven't had revival so long is because that the, the idea of the, the, the uh, baptism of fire just hasn't been taught uh, as far as I know. And um, and people, apart from somebody sitting opposite me, um, hasn't not many people have experienced it. <laughs> I'm a bit. <laughs> no, I did. I did. In in as, as you know, I did. I had a very very powerful experience in Nazareth, where I was baptized in fire. I had no theology on it whatsoever, but it completely transformed my life, as you know. Yeah, yeah, just different um, measure of that was one thing. Yeah. Um, Life and God. I also discovered another lost gift was travailing prayer. Mm. And, oh yes, talk to us about that. Yeah, and that, you know, I I believe I can't prove this, but I believe that the prayer that was done by in the Methodist churches, um, in their societies, I believe it was all travailing prayer, pulling down, uh, finding out what was on God's heart, and pulling it down, and breaking through in whatever way they wanted to break through. And um, I've also got a little booklet called Travailing Prayer on my website, which is also free. And uh, in in the in both those booklets, I, I talk about the subject and connect it to the revivals that have happened in the United Kingdom over the last 300 years. And you can see Travailing Prayer being uh, the, the root of nearly all the revivals that, that we've had. Uh, really? That we've had. And so I realized that it was it's also absolutely key. And the fact that, I mean, I, I don't know people who've taught that. I don't, I'm sure that there are, but when I mention it to people, most people don't know what I'm talking about when I mention travailing prayer or persistent prayer or what what whatever you want to call it. Um people like yourself again would be doing it. And I'm sure knowing the sort of listener you have, I'm sure many of them uh travail as well. But it's normally people who are hidden away, who are travailing, and not it's not out there in the church and, and everybody gathering together and, and travailing um, to bring about revival. But I believe that's what we need to do. And yeah. uh, two things, uh, baptism of fire and travailing prayer and testimony uh, are crucial. You mentioned testimony earlier and the power of it. I try and put as many testimonies into my books as possible because um i i it most well some of your people that people watching won't know but the the word testimony in hebrew is eduth and according to a hebrew scholar it means do it again god with the same power and authority 
And oh, I just wow. think that is so powerful, so yes. incredible. And, and look yes. what you said about the testimonies you read, yes. uh, the effect I, on you. That just shows. I, I was undone. I was undone because it's the evidence. And you know Holy Spirit wants to do it again, like you've just shared, you know, the meaning of the word. I, I love what you've discovered, Michael, because these are the ingredients that result in history-making moves of the Spirit, life-transforming moves of the Spirit. And it's not formulaic, it's relationship, you know, and it's the pure gospel, isn't it? It's stripping away the complexity and coming back to the finished work of the cross and the new creation life that we are now privileged to be partakers of. And I like, so travailing prayer, I wonder whether the language has changed, like you were saying, I wonder whether it's changed over time. And perhaps some of us are doing it and not realizing what we're actually doing. So it's really relationship. It's that travailing prayer what that you've discovered. And then the revelation of sanctification by faith that we are sanctified by faith. And it's the fullness of that is profound. I mean, can you imagine what the world would be like, what the body of Christ would be like if there was that one shift in our experience? Instead of it being progressive, our sanctification in our experience, but complete, and we are totally aligned on the inside into the divine nature. Oh my gosh. So it's the travailing prayer, the revelation on faith, like being sanctified by faith and then the baptism of Holy Spirit that results the baptism of fire and boof, there's an ex that's what happens in, in your experience. That's what you've discovered. That's in history. That's what I discovered. I, I wanted wow. to quote um, um, a famous uh, revivalist, Smith Wigglesworth. Oh, he yeah. Said, One of my favorites. Repeat in your heart often. Baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, fire, fire. Wow. <laughs> All the anointing <laughs> prevailing comes through the baptism of fire. And I say to you and say to myself, purged and cleansed and filled with renewed spiritual power. Oh my gosh. So that was what he repeated to himself. Yeah. Regularly. Yeah. Wow. And look at the fruit of his life. I mean, he was just a moving revival, wasn't he? <laughs> of power. Lost these things. Well, I mean, yeah. in 100 years, and we've hardly had any teaching on it. The enemy has managed, I and mean, that's what I said earlier. It, it, it's amazing how quickly uh, truths can, can be lost. And yeah. uh, we, need to, we need to teach it. We need to testify when we've experienced it so that other people know what's available and yeah. this to spread around. Otherwise, yeah. um, well, I mean, God is God. But uh, as an accountant, uh, I, I see I, I see travailing prayer plus uh, baptism of fire equals revival. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. awakening. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. that can break yeah. through, obviously. Yeah. It's relationship, believing. And Holy Spirit comes in power. So just just for people who may not be familiar, for you guys that travailing prayer might be a different language for you, what have you seen through your research? Prevailing, travailing, sorry, prevailing and travailing <laughs> prayer to look like. Um oh God, you you'd be able to say that better than me. 
Um, yeah. I can share you my experience, but I want to know what you've um, found. Uh, just find uh, in prayer, finding out what's on God's heart, yeah, and then pulling it down, um, like birthing, like like birthing prayer, uh, like giving birth and breaking through um, th- through through birthing prayer, and yeah. And examples all through history um of that happening and revival coming um just many many examples yeah and then when revival comes obviously we've shed some of the fruit tell us a few more um just examples of what starts to happen as the spirit of god begins to move like that (laughs) for some we've just got a few minutes left just just because i'm telling you you're getting hungry aren't you guys i know (laughs) But the more, well, what happens is that uh, the move of God uh, over a church, and then the the church feels the presence of God, and if they are uh, awake to 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 what God wants, uh, they will just pray in uh, the Holy Spirit. That they'll be refreshed and renewed in an outpouring of the Spirit uh, on the congregation, and then they will take it out. Uh, into the streets, which is something we have not learned to do. It, it's another booklet that's on my website um, about building the bridge from a, a renewal to an awakening and to go out into the streets and minister to the people and bring them back into church and then having transformation of uh, uh, having reformation and then transformation. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to we need to have eyes to see. We need to know um what the times and seasons are so that we can um work with god to to bring about the revival which i know he wants but for some reason we we just don't see and we don't we don't, we just don't see the time we don't see the season and we yeah. have so far anyway yeah well i i feel it i mean i can feel it i know a lot of the the prophets are you know that they're as the way that the early church lived, the way they experienced Jesus, the way they understood the gospel, I believe we're being, uh, it's being restored to us. It's being restored. We're, be, we're being simplified back to the pure power of the undiluted gospel of grace that transformed, uh, has transformed us. We're awakening to the reality of what's happened to us, aren't we? And to be able to live so that revival becomes our normal cultural experience, our normal supernatural cultural experience. And the display of who Christ is really is radiating through each one of us. It's not just for a few, it's for all of us, you know, and the, the and world is desperate. Your ministries like yours are just the sort of ministries that can help this uh, move along uh, and to help bring revival, bring an awakening. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, your book's ruined me. So that's it. I'm like back in, I'm back in travailing prayer, Michael. <laughs> I want this. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You we need it. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. it. In fullness for all of us, for all of us. So, Michael, thank you. Thank you for your diligence and your faithfulness and the way you love Jesus and you're so passionate to preserve for all of us and for future generations. You know, a, a very uh, reliable record of what's happened in history as God has moved and transformed lives countless lives you know every major move of the holy spirit you've recorded probably just about now and so it's just it's precious so as you know that you i'm sure you can tell from the conversation michael's website is a rich resource and this book is seriously worth investing in it's just 
brilliant. It, you will you will not be the same. <laughs> Michael, thank you. Thank you and give me, for giving us your valuable time as well. You're welcome. Can I just say that, that on my website, just to encourage people, there are four and a half thousand accounts of revival that I've recorded in the UK. Oh my gosh, just the UK alone. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so if you want to encourage, go and read about them. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus, Thank let you. their ceiling be our floor. Let their ceiling. Let, we receive the baton, Jesus, for our time. We really do. You're a treasure, Michael. Thank you so much. And guys, thank you for giving us your precious time. I hope I know you will have been encouraged today. And I really look forward to, to being with you again next week. God bless. As we consecrate ourselves, giving all that we are to Jesus, we will experience his love. We will experience freedom. The more we lean into him, the more we surrender, the more power comes through us. God's going to encounter you.